Hello, and welcome to Hero Speak, entrepreneurial chit chat. My name is Wendy Denley, co owner of Folio Inc., and your host today. This podcast is a lively space for conversation, learning, and sharing, featuring talented, inspiring entrepreneurs. Through interviews and discussions, we talk about business, sharing insight, support, and empowerment for entrepreneurship, leadership, and life. We are thrilled to have with us today two very progressive realtors who have been leading the Ottawa real estate industry for over a decade, Diane Ellingham and Jennifer Stewart known as Diane and Jen. Welcome, Diane. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much to both of you for taking the time out today to join us. I thought it would be good to give our listeners uh, a little bit of background uh, for both of you. And um, Diane, I understand that you originally are from New York. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came to Ottawa in 1987, so a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. And and how how the pace of New York, I, I had a colleague um, when I was in the federal government, and my colleague, Bersabelle, was from New York, and she moved to Ottawa uh, for a government position, and she said she missed so much the pace of New York. Do, do yeah. you find the same thing, Diane? I do. So I go back three or four times a year just to fill myself with that pace. And then I'm always happy to get home too. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and do you, do you find Ottawa a much slower pace? Oh yeah. But you know, it's my, it's my, where I've spent a majority of my life now. So, I mean, we, I chose to be here and raise my kids here. So it, right. the pace is much appreciated. It's just, I, I prefer it, you know, right on a day to day basis. And when you were in New York, were, were you working in New York or you? it was after you came to Ottawa? Yeah, so I, I grew up there and then I ended up working there just for a year after university um, and then moved here. Okay. Right after that. Yeah. Okay. And, and Jen, I understand that you were born right here in Ottawa in Westboro. I was, yes. In beautiful uh, Westboro when you were a baby. Yeah, I mean, Westboro was a lot different back uh, when I grew up there. It felt like kind of the ends of the earth, and now it's the center of the universe. So, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of changes there, but it's a nice, nice familiar place for me, for sure. And um, Jen, before you got into real estate, what, what was your background? What were you doing? Well, I was actually a chef before I got into real estate, so I uh, had a little bit of a an interesting school path. I went to, to Queen's University, and then I did some work in the nonprofit sector, and then decided I wanted to pursue being a chef, and uh, so I went to culinary management school. And, and that's what I was doing uh, for a few years before getting into real estate. Wow. Wow. Mm. Lovely to have a chef in the house. Yeah. It's lovely for for everybody except for the chef because I'm always cooking. Yes. 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 Okay. I was going to invite you over to our place after this COVID situation's over, but okay. I I hear you. You're doing a lot of cooking. I thought I'd give Isabel and I a break, but there you go. 
No, I've um, been Jen's. I've been Jen's sous chef once. Oh, cool! Very when cool. Had, yeah. And when we had Diane, Diane, you did you used to be in high tech? I was in marketing, uh, marketing and communications. So for first for Canada Post and then for high in high tech. Oh, interesting. And 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 how did you find the high tech world? Um, fast paced. Um, I, 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 I love a busy full day. So that, and pressure that was, you know, that was that world. Um, and I actually got into real estate thinking that every day would be different, which was, so I wouldn't grow bored. So it turned out right. to be totally true. <laughs> right, right. Well, that, that leads us nicely, uh, Diane, into what motivated you to get involved in real estate? Uh, actually, I was sitting in a car with another agent put uh, in a multiple offer situation. And the agent turned to me and said, you know, you'd be really good in real estate. Have you ever thought about, <laughs> about coming? And I said, yeah, I have, but my kids are little. I'm going to wait a little while. And then as often happens in high tech, I was laid off. Marketing, always the first group to get laid off. Right. And uh, I sat at my dining room table and said, you know what? Enough of this. I want to just control my own destiny. So I called her up and I said, hey, you'll never believe this. I just got laid off. And she said, oh, good. You coming? <laughs> Wow. So that was kind of how I got into it. And and what what was it that you were th why were you thinking about real estate? What what was it in terms of real the real estate industry? I mean, I, I heard you when you said every day would be different, but yeah. It did you have a love of renovations of of heritage homes or Yeah, always a love of homes. In fact, when I was young, I used to draw floor plans all the time and took architectural drafting one summer oh. and just always really loved it and have, had bought and sold a number of houses. So it just okay. seemed, it seemed logical to me. Okay. Okay. And, and Jen, what motivated you after being a chef to, to get involved in real estate? Cause that's, that's quite a, quite a different uh, A to Z move there. Yeah. So, so interestingly enough, Diane and I had much the same experience with the same agent who we <laughs> we were working with around the same time. So I uh, was. You're, hang on a second. You're kidding. No, really? no, not at all. We were both recruited uh, by the same agent from different careers um, who saw something, I guess, in us. So, so for me, uh, it was it was kind of the same thing. She said, "Have you ever thought about?" being an agent because I was calling her all the time and I knew more about the houses sometimes than she did. And <laughs> she said, well, you should really consider changing your career. And at the time I was in my early thirties and I had, uh, well, two kids under the age of three and about to have a third. So, uh, it was pretty busy, busy household. And I said, well, I, I think, you know, I have thought about becoming a realtor, but it's something I would like to do maybe when I turn 40, which was yeah. several years away at the time. And she said to me, well, why would you wait to turn 40? And I didn't really have an answer. And then she pulled her calculator out of her pocket, which <laughs> is a sign of the times, maybe not her phone, her calculator. Yeah. And she did a quick calculation and she said, well, you know, I think in your first year of real estate, you could make X amount of dollars. Would you do it? And I thought, well, I don't know. And I just kind of let it sit. And uh, then 
I decided I was going to quit my job and sign up for the real estate courses. And I called wow. her and I said, were you serious about that, coming to work for your team? And she said, yes, I was. And I said, okay, well, I signed up. And that was it. <laughs> so I, I actually got my real estate license when I had three kids under the age of four. Okay. Wow. Wow. Mm. Now, now, Diane, having, having gone through getting your real estate license, et cetera, what, what words of wisdom uh, would you give to people who are considering real estate? How, how would they know that it's something they should take a look at? Oh, it's so, you know, it's such a tough question because there's something innate that makes you a, a good realtor. Things, some things just can't be taught, you know. Um, I guess it's, it's the drive and the motivation to be successful at whatever you do, um, which can also make you successful in real estate. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's really all I can think of to say. That's great. Jen, Jen, any words of wisdom to any, any listeners uh, out there who may be considering getting into real estate, but not sure? Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, and I'll speak, speak for myself and everybody's different, but it, it really, I, I trusted my gut and, and it requires a lot of, um, courage, I think to, mm -hmm. and like Diane said, there's not really an option of not doing well. If you put your mind to the, you know, put your mind to it and decide you're going to be successful and you're going to give it everything. And you truly have to be driven and prepared to be working a lot to establish yourself and, um, you know, be open to learning, be confident and there's a certain amount of maybe naivety. I don't know. It's uh, blind faith maybe is more appropriate. Right, right. Excellent, excellent. Um, uh, I had a, a, a dear friend of mine um, tried to convince me to get into real estate. And I'm starting to laugh now because I said to her, I said, but uh, I don't want to work evenings and I don't want to work on the weekend. Do you think it would still work? <laughs> She just laughed and laughed. So, okay, never mind. Never mind. Not for you. You know, it's I'm, funny I'm happy to work nine to five. <laughs> it's funny because when I decided to go into real estate, like, like Jen, I didn't really think about those things, except that I went in knowing that I was replacing an old career with a new one. And so there was no question that I had to be successful at it because I didn't have a choice. Right. And it may be a little different now um, for a newer generation. I felt at the time that it was the right time for me because after years of learning how to communicate with people and learning how to manage people and dealing with a lot of different types of people, that that experience was really important uh, in real estate. A little harder if you start young. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you um, talk about communication and how key is that in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jen, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Well, I, I was just going to add uh, about the hours, you know, transitioning from a chef to a realtor was super easy. I was already working seven days a week and often much later than 
you know, nine or 10 o'clock, which we work, you know, real estate nights can go until nine or 10 o'clock easily. Chef nights go until one or two sometimes. So it was a pretty right. easy transition for me. Right, right, right. Being in, in the um, chef chef industry. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so the same recruiter chooses you both. And, and obviously that must be how the two of you met. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. we used to cover each other's business when we were a few years in when we were decided we just needed some time off. <laughs> Um, and we would cover each other's business. Right. And, and so Diane, I'll start with you. What, what was it that made you think that potentially you and Jen should be business partners? Oh my goodness. Jen, this is a tough, this is a tough one. <laughs> Cause, you know, Cause it was so long ago. Well, no, because we didn't really seem to plan it for very long. You know, it just kind of, we, we were on a, um, on a retreat with the with the other agent and the team, and in fact, that was when Jenny had to cook, had to cook for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we just started. We shared a room and we started talking about what it would be like and what we would do differently. Interesting, Jen. What what's what's your recollection? Yeah. So so Diane and I worked. Uh, we got our real estate licenses within six months of each other. So Diane had started a little bit before I did. Um, and then we worked together on this team for, for four years, primarily with buyers for most of the time. We had a natural progression in our career where people we had helped buy homes were now calling us back wanting to sell their homes. And because of the way this team was structured, we couldn't work with those clients to sell their homes. So we were kind of in a, in a little bit of a tricky situation. And I think both of us were going through this at the same time and realized we were growing, you know, and we needed to, we needed to respond to what our clients wanted, which was to work with us to buy and to sell. Um, Right. And because we were going through this at the same time and we were used to working in a team environment, it just, was a natural thing for us to to start a business partnership where we could continue to have work-life balance you know that was important to both of us both of us had kids at home and and partners and families and dogs um, and both of us like to travel so we wanted to maintain our work-life balance and we're equally driven career-wise so we're both we're we're, we've been very lucky that way Um, so Mm -hmm. it was a good fit I think for us Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, and, and we were equal producers, right? Which is, which also counts in real estate. So you, there wasn't any room for resentment over one person, you know, doing more than the other. Right. Right. And, and I picked up on, on what you said, um, Jen, about, uh, that you and, and Diane were already operating within a team environment. So that that's, that's huge compared to someone who go gets her, gets her, realtor's license and is on their own right and they're trying to figure it out how to do it on their own and they're not already in a team environment so i I can see how that that naturally came for the two of you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and um um you know it's uh my understanding is one of the challenges for realtors when they're first starting is is all the expenses that they have to take care of every month etc 
definitely. So then the two of you become a team together. And I imagine because you had already started taking care of each other's vacation time, that must have lent really nicely to enable the two of you to create a balance in, in your own lives, continuing to lean on each other for that. Yeah, Diane? I mean, we did something a little bit different, though. We, we decided uh, right off the bat that we were going to both work with all of our clients, which is very different than a lot of partners uh, in our business work. Very so it wasn't just a matter of covering each other, right? It was, it was just a matter of covering the business. Very right, right, right. Um, and then you make the decision to create an even larger team. So today, twenty twenty, how many in your team right now, Jen? Uh, so there's eight of us uh, right now, including Diane and I. Um, and that's, uh, that's the biggest we've been. And it's, it's, you know, our growth, um, wasn't immediate. It was just Diane and I for, for a long time. And we, our first hire was, uh, an admin assistant. So we had, you know, a, a team of three, uh, with both Diane and I doing the selling. Um, and we grew, you know, quite slowly, um, and now it's this, this this large team of eight, uh, which is, you know, it's exciting and it's also very different. I mean, it's, um, you know, a lot of management involved and, and it's always a learning experience um, and trying different sort of uh, different sort of roles and, and that type of thing, different responsibilities uh, to find what works. So we're still experimenting with some of that. <laughs> right, right. It's it's evolving and, and learning and, and that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have uh, flexibility and see what works and shake it up if it's not working that way or needs to be adjusted. And so when when it was just the two of you, like my my understanding is one of the things that's very challenging for realtors who are on their own is when to know when to bring in an admin person because <laughs> they have to be able to pay that admin person. Did it become really obvious to the two of you that it was time to get someone in to help you with admin? Uh, well, I'll, I'll start. I think yeah. it was, we were working with a coach at the time a business coach uh, through our company and it was very obvious to her that we needed mm -hmm. an admin support person and <laughs> okay Diane and I I think we're both pretty cautious about it and we couldn't believe <laughs> that we actually needed to hire someone and couldn't do it all and it was very scary for us for sure I mean committing to you know supporting someone's full-time salary is a big deal um, but, you know, looking back, I have to say that our coach giving us that push to do it was probably the best decision we ever made. Like trusting yeah. her on that and taking that leap was really helped uh, catapult our, our business and gave yeah. us, I think, a lot of confidence as entrepreneurs as well. You know, we moved from just being like, you know, a couple of real estate agents to a couple of business owners. Right, right. Yeah. And and Diane, do you remember how you were feeling when your coach was recommending this? 
Oh, yes. I, I remember sitting around the table with her in the little conference room, you know, and, and both of us, I think, were just like, oh, oh, you, uh, what, what, you know, <laughs> um, and she said, no, it's, it's the time is now. The time is right. And I have a great person for you. In fact, she found our first admin who ended up spending a number of years with us. Wow. Um, and she was really um, I, she was an integral part of us growing our business. Definitely. Wonderful. And, you know, we can look back and see a lot of evolution. Um, in the yeah, it, 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 it must be interesting, you know, like Jen said, looking back that it was one of the best decisions that the yeah. two of you had made. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Diane, there's um, uh, you and Jen and your team uh, have won lots of awards. There's, there's a lot of awards. Uh, <laughs> when you look at your website, there's a lot of awards there. And, and some of us on the outside don't necessarily know what those awards mean. They're yeah. impressive. But can you give us, Diane, just a little bit of information on some of the awards? Sure. So um, the company that we were at had different award levels uh, to achieve each year. And I think both Jen and I were equally as motivated and as we, um, as we met some of the higher levels of, of awards, we just we're striving to, <laughs> I think the competitive part of us is striving to get to the top one, which is called the Chairman's Club. And that was top 1% across the country uh, based on, uh, on revenue. And it was particularly meaningful to us because it was, you know, 18,000 agents across the entire country. And we're competing against markets like Vancouver and Toronto, where average sale prices are higher. Right. Um, so that was very meaningful when we when we got there uh, to that point, and we were there for a number of years, um, and we moved brokerages uh, last January, as you know, and um, you know immediately they have something similar. It's called private office, so we're in in that now. But what I what we always tell clients is that the the meaning it's meaningful to the client uh, in the sense that. These top 1% groups only ever really refer to each other. It's a very tight network. So we end up getting referral business from, from other people across the country. Um, and now that we're with a more global country, uh, global company, we're hoping, you know, of course, to see, see a little bit more global referrals as well. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and, and, and with those many awards, um, Jen, I'm going to ask you this question first and follow up with Diane, but what do you think have been the ingredients that have helped the team you have today or get to the team that you have today? What, what do you think are the ingredients that you've kept in the mix to continue the success that you and Diane are experiencing? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, kind of a mix. I think I would um, look to inwards to our team um, and talk about our own personal drive and dedication and motivation um, to, to always be present and involved and learning and growing. Um, so there's a personal commitment there. You know, the business is kind of like your baby. Yes. And then, you know, our clients are a super important part of that too. And we really, really value 
our client relationships. So we're, we base our business on our referral network. So other agents, personal contacts, and also past clients. Those referrals from past clients and repeat business from past clients are just integral to our success. And it's something that we really nurture. So we're always, you know, rather than focusing on grand marketing schemes and, you know, getting lead generating tools and always trying to chase new business, we really cultivate our database of, of clients. Um, And I think that's been, it's worked really well for us. And those relationships are critical for sure. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Diane, what would you add to that? Oh, I th- that was so well said, Jen. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, I can't really think of, of anything else other than to say uh, that I think we're people, 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 right? So we probably thrive on those relationships in general. Right. Um, and appreciate them, of course. And I've made lots of friendships, you know, out of those client relationships. So that's very meaningful to me as well. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And, I can add um, something actually yes. that I just thought of, which has, I think always been a uh, key in our business, uh, our business partnership. And also something we're fostering now with our team is a, having a work-life balance. That's always been mm-hmm. a cornerstone for us. Real estate is an exhausting, can be an exhausting Uh, business to run. It's 24 seven. I mean, we joked about the hours earlier, but literally the market is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, especially in this new global world, you know, so we have often work with clients who live in Hong Kong or Australia or, you know, in different time zones. And, and we've always made sure that we take time off. And when we're off, we're completely off. We're not monitoring Mm -hmm. emails. We're not returning calls, Diane and I take turns running the business so that the other person can get that break and recharge. And it's like so important, not, not burning out has been so important. And that's something we're trying to foster with our team. It's not always easy, you know, especially young new agents who are super motivated and want to work all the time. But, you know, that's, it's something that we put a lot of importance on for sure. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. uh it's interesting you 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 mention again the uh, work life balance and uh, right away my my mind goes to um, your videos I I am such a huge fan of your videos uh, for our listeners uh, go to dianeandjen.com forward slash videos and there's such a a great selection of videos and and one of the one of the aspects that made Diane and Jen uh, pull ahead of a lot of the other uh, real estate uh, teams and agents uh, with the videos that you have on on your website. I think you were one of the the first, if I'm not incorrect, to have the types of videos that you have. But thinking of the work-life balance, one of my favorite videos on your homepage and uh, on the the video page um, uh, is the one uh, with the two of you. And um, one of my favorite shots is uh, Jen bicycling along the canal and, and Diane uh, out in the, um, the beautiful nature with her two beautiful dogs. And <laughs> you, you bring that out really well in your videos. And um, 
I'm going to ask you, um, Diane, a question about uh, your video production in a minute. But one of the other sections uh, I love in in your videos, um, actually, I should also say for the listeners that you guys have done an incredible job doing the neighborhood, the the very uh, main neighborhoods in Ottawa. You've done an incredible job doing videos of those neighborhoods. And not only of those neighborhoods, you're also helping support small businesses. You've done some videos with some small businesses and, and I applaud you for that. I think it's wonderful. So it's, it's, it's such a a great, a great place for someone who's trying to decide what neighborhood to go in. They just need to go to your site and, and check those videos. They give such a a great idea of the neighborhood and there's a narrative and you give information about it. So kudos to you guys for producing such great videos. Um, and I just, I just love the comic relief videos. <laughs> and I've said this to you before, but I, I, I don't want to ruin any surprises for the listeners, but two of my favorite, um, the titles don't matter. I don't care. Listeners look at them all. They're hilarious. One of my favorite favorites is, is the one where, where the two of you have the plastic cups as ear, as uh, phones, um, you know, working your network. And the other one is keeping your ear to the ground and Diane's laying on the ground, you know, listening to what's, I just, I, I love the sense of humor. I'm, I'm a big fan of your videos. So Diane, I'm, I'm going to ask you, I don't know if, if you have a consistent uh, videographer helping you with this, someone helping you produce these videos. They're really well done. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, we've been really lucky. We had uh, someone who helped us early on who was really big into video. And in fact, I think that's how maybe we kind of thought of ourselves as leading edge in terms of video. Um, and then more recently, we found a guy with just with a great sense of humor. And, I, you know, Jen and I try to be as genuine as we can. Um, and there, there is humor is really important just a lightness, you know, real estate can be so serious. Yes. Uh, so I think that was our, that was our goal with him and we love working with him and it's fun. And, you know, you talked about the neighborhood videos. We've always been grassroots into the communities where we work. So sponsoring local things and, um, but we love the businesses where, where we live and work. And so it, it comes from the heart, um, those projects. Well, it, it, it so comes through. It's, uh, they're just, they're just wonderful. Now, um, we, we can't ignore the, the current COVID-19 situation out there. And, um, Jen, I'm, I'm going to ask you to speak first to how, uh, the Diane and Jen team, uh, has needed to adjust to manage through this COVID-19 situation. Mm. Yeah. Um, Great question, and we could talk a lot about it, but certainly um, this is, uh, you know, not, I mean, like like any business, is not something we could plan for or ever really anticipated. So um, <laughs> when all of it first happened, you know, we had uh, we had some clients who had sold their house and didn't have a place to live or clients who were moving to Ottawa and, and needed a place to live. We had other clients who had bought houses and needed to sell their house. So there was a, the first few weeks, there was a bit of a flurry of sort of essential activity that needed to happen very quickly. And, and we managed to help all of these people, you know, uh, some sellers, decided to wait and see what was going to happen. And, and so we had a couple of weeks of activity and then we sort of settled into this, you know, 
like everybody else in the world, sort of this quiet state of being in our houses and keeping our families safe and sort of riding out what what's going on. For our team, we've um, made sure to stay in touch. We, we have uh, weekly meetings. Uh, every, you know, our team meeting happens every week and has the whole time. So we're in constant contact with each other um, and our company as well. There's been company meetings and it's been an opportunity for some of the newer agents to uh, still do some online learning and that type of thing. So there's been some opportunities for professional development. It certainly isn't, you know, what we normally are doing in April, May, and, and well, June remains to be seen. But, you know, March, April, May, June are typically the busiest months for real estate. So yes. to have that suddenly stop, uh, you know, is pretty shocking. Um, we're seeing, yeah. you know, maybe some changes coming and maybe the market will pick up a little bit as as sort of lockdown measures ease. Um, but it, you know, it remains to be seen. Um, the other thing is we've been staying in touch with our clients. Uh, the other day we hosted a, a webinar for, for buyers to talk about how the market has changed and the effects Excellent. of, of COVID-19. So yeah, we had a really good turnout for that. It was, you know, that's new for us. We're used to being with people face-to-face in front of people so it's been there's been a lot of changes a lot of adapting to do which you know it's not unique to this business it's every everyone right absolutely absolutely I mean it's worth noting too you know we people have been so we've been we've been reaching out um Jen mentioned earlier how important our clients are um and you know referral business and all that and we've taken the time to reach out to people just to say how are you you know just to just to check in yeah. we don't need to talk real estate we just we just want to make sure everyone's okay yeah um, and that you know everybody has been so grateful and so responsive in this environment it's and they you know responses from people we probably wouldn't have seen uh before right so i think there is some change going on um and People are valuing things a little bit differently, maybe. Yeah, and and Diane, do you do you see any of the ways that um, the Diane Diane and Jen team have had to adjust or do business differently? Do you see oh, any of those any of those changes that would be you would continue doing post this COVID nineteen situation? Things that you've needed to do differently that you may continue, for example, the buyers webinar. Yeah. I mean, you know, originally our plan was to have host seminars in person. <laughs> yes. um, so we've just adapted that to, to online. I think it remains to be seen how quickly people are able to reassemble and how quickly people are comfortable reassembling. But I think there are some changes that have happened in the industry and the way we do things that are here to stay. Right. Um, you know, we've, we've been doing paperwork electronically for a little while, but m- more than that, um, I think people's, um, the way people will view properties has changed. And I think that's probably here to stay. Right. Um, right. you know, and the way that we are now doing, I mean, all these <laughs> motivational speakers have been saying, oh, you know, send videos to people instead of emailing them. And we, we've always been, no, we don't want to do that. You know, we've, but now it's so normal to talk to somebody face to face on your computer. Yes. 
Yes. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see if that if that continues. Yes. Yes. And 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 so, it, you know, the commercial real realtors might come into a bit of trouble because so many people may continue working from home and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not have that huge overhead. Be- and then there's others who don't like working from home and can't wait to get back to the office. And uh, it's it's going to be really interesting to see post-COVID. Very, very mm. interesting. Yeah. yeah I think sure. it, it, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with open houses, which, you know, traditionally have been a big part of, of, real estate uh and obviously those aren't happening right now there's been a move you know some people are doing facebook live open houses and virtual open houses this type of thing it'll be interesting to see uh how that all sort of unfolds i can't see open houses happening again anytime soon and certainly if they do it'll be much different than just having you know 30 people coming into your home 30 strangers walking around in your home for a few hours on a sunday Yes, yes, exactly. Now, before COVID, how were you both experiencing the real estate market? Things were were very good. Uh, it was a seller's market. What 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 was it before COVID hit? Uh, yes, it was. I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. It, Jen. We were in we were in a very strong seller's market uh, in Ottawa. So, um, the past. Uh, while like not just 2020 but 2019 as well we had a very drastic shortage of inventory so more demand than there was supply right which made for the seller's market particularly in the core neighborhoods i mean it was all over the city but particularly in in the core walkable neighborhoods Uh, so a lot of multiple offers and I mean, January and February, we're talking like some properties were seeing 15, 20 offers, properties going way over the asking price. Um, you know, we've still seen multiple offers through this. Yes. Um, and, it'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the sort of mid to long term effects are on the market. But Ottawa traditionally has a very stable market. Um, and, you know, going into this COVID crisis, we were definitely in a buoyant market and hopefully um, quite well insulated to some degree. Right. Right. And um, Diane, what are you foreseeing um, the real estate market potentially doing once we come on the other side of this COVID-19 situation? Are, are you, well, I mean, are you thinking yeah, I mean, the- spring will the- move your typical spring market uh very busy will move potentially to september october or i think that we're going to actually see the summer is going to be our kind of new spring uh you know summer when at least it'll be a window uh if if there is another wave of virus you know in the fall it would be fall winter and so we are encouraging our clients to take advantage of what we think the window of opportunity will be this summer Right. But I don't really know that we're going to come out of this, you know, entirely until next year. So I think yeah. things will be different for a while. Right, right. And um, you've you've mentioned previously uh, that you you know just finished making making a a move. Um, do you see the Diane and Jen team have any specific? plans for the future or you're a team of eight and recently moved to your new digs um status quo for a while or anything new 
I can I can take a stab at that. I think we are we have just become new. <laughs> you know, in so many ways we've grown our team and we've moved and I think we are I mean I speak for both of us I guess when I say we're really excited to leverage and take advantage of our new office uh, and our new company. And, you know, we kind of got stopped um, from, from doing all that. We have this great new office on Wellington Street. It's a storefront. And we were so excited about welcoming clients in there and, and hosting gatherings there. And so I think, I think we're all, you know, we still have lots, lots to do uh, in terms of, of all that. I'm your, excited um, about that. Your your clients will be happy, you know, that the COVID situation is over, but also that they can come and enjoy your beautiful Nespresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful <laughs> machine. So I've I've kept you gals for a little bit now. Diane and Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today at Hero Speak. Uh, I don't know if, um, uh, Jen, there's any closing closing uh, words that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, th- thank you for having us on your podcast. And, and we're pretty excited about, about it. We're big supporters of obviously being a being a small business we're uh big supporters of small business and recognizing the difference that small business makes in our communities um so wonderful thanks wonderful. for choosing us to be on your podcast well thank you yeah, and diane thank you. do you have any uh closing words for our listeners today no just i hope i hope it you know inspires somebody to not be afraid uh to just try new things Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you again so much. Uh, You can reach Diane and Jen at dianeandjen.com or 613-422-8688. Again, I will remind you, go watch their videos. They're fabulous. They're funny. They have a great website, by the way. Thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in. In our next episode, we'll be chatting with Jennifer Elder, Ottawa's favorite psychotherapist. Until then, stay safe and be well.